two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had four posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described a paper where the authors reported neuromuscular electrical stimulation started soon after an ACL injury limits quadricep atrophy and functional declines in slow-twitch muscle fibers. In the second post, we reported on a study where the authors found that combining compression and myofascial trigger points and static stretching may be more beneficial at combating anterior knee pain than stretching or compression alone. Next, in the third post, we summarized the study where the authors reported that someone with a history of concussion had a greater risk of attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, mood and anxiety disorders, dementia, or Parkinson's disease than someone without a history of a concussion. Finally, we described the paper where the authors noted that child emergency room visits due to contact sports-related traumatic brain injuries doubled from 2001 to 2012. They then decreased by 32% from 2012 to 2018, primarily due to a decrease in football-related traumatic brain injuries during this period. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors conducted a randomized sham-controlled blinded trial to determine whether neuromuscular electrical stimulation started shortly after an injury and maintained through three weeks after ACL reconstruction can preserve muscle size and function. They also explored whether early neuromuscular electrical stimulation enhances whole muscle strength at later time points. The authors enrolled 25 patients who were 18 to 50 years of age, had a BMI less than 35 kilograms per meter squared, had an acute ACL rupture within the last three weeks, and were scheduled to undergo an ACL reconstruction. Participants were randomized and taught how to use either a neuromuscular electrical stimulation device or a simulated microcurrent electrical nerve stimulation, which acted as a sham device. Study staff told participants to use the device at home for 60 minutes per day, five days per week, from within three weeks of their injury until three weeks after surgery. Before surgery, the authors measured bilateral muscle strength, both as isometric and isokinetic, and physical activity via accelerometers. At three weeks post-surgery, bilateral biopsy samples were taken from the vastus lateralis muscle and computed tomography was performed. The authors used the biopsy to assess muscle fiber size and contractility. The computed tomography assessed thigh muscle cross-sectional area. Physical activity was measured again between two and five months after surgery. Finally, bilateral muscle strength and size were quantified six months after surgery. 20 participants completed the three weeks of device usage and 16 completed all six months of the study. ACL injury and reconstruction caused muscle atrophy regardless of group. However, at three weeks after surgery, 
the neuromuscular electrical stimulation group had less muscular atrophy, especially in the fast twitch fibers, and better contractility in slow twitch muscle fibers relative to the sham group. The groups did not differ in physical activity levels or strength at six months after surgery. In the study, the authors found that muscle cross-sectional area and muscle fiber function decreases after an ACL injury and reconstruction. Clinicians may prescribe neuromuscular electrical stimulation soon after an injury or and surgery to limit both fast twitch muscle fiber atrophy and functional declines in slow twitch muscle fibers. However, these benefits failed to translate to benefits in strength and physical activity. Two reasons for this failure may be explained by only 16 of the initial 25 participants completing their six-month assessments, and neuromuscular electrical stimulation may be needed for more weeks after surgery. Despite this, the ability of neuromuscular electrical stimulation to limit fast twitch fiber atrophy may help patients return to play safely and warrants larger trials. The risk of using neuromuscular electrical stimulation are low, and the possible benefits and ease of learning to use the device at home make it an appealing adjunct to therapy after an ACL injury. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a research article where the authors reported that NCAA soccer players who practice on natural grass have an increased risk of ACL injury compared to with those practicing on an artificial surface. No difference in risk of ACL injury between playing surfaces was detected during matches. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.